0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Blackshirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska, part of the Rivals.com network. And that man over there, that is Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Blackshirt. Jay, uh, before we get into this next breakdown of a new Husker, how you been, man?
1: I've been good, man. It's uh, Obviously, we had a little bit of a snowstorm, but uh, (laughs) I will say this is you know, we, we, we stay warm because the uh, Husker coaching staff and recruiting department has definitely been active. And so, <laughs> you know, even though you might be locked inside, you definitely are always, uh, busy. And so obviously we have another black shirt breakdown with another great addition in Jamal Banks. I'm excited for the fans and the, the players and, and, and it's a good get for Nebraska. Uh, cause you, you know, it's a position in need and obviously he's a a really good, really good kid as well.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, As Jay mentioned, we will be breaking down Jamal Banks, a transfer wide receiver from Wake Forest. He spent the past four seasons at Wake Forest. Um, uh, Just a little background on him. The last two seasons, he has a combined 101 catches for 1,289 yards and 13 touchdowns. When uh, Sam Hartman was throwing him the football, um, it it looked good. I mean, uh, Jamal Banks had plenty of opportunities, um, but that was not the case last season as Sam Hartman-Trent Uh, Sam Hartman transferred to Notre Dame and uh, last season just um, what Wake Forest just did not have the um, quarterback play that Sam Hartman provided in 2022 for Wake three different guys uh, uh, through passes started um, at quarterback for Wake Forest so Jamal Banks had kind of like a weird quarterback situation um, last season at Wake. Um, but yeah, so six foot three, 208 pounds. He checks off the boxes that Nebraska was kind of hoping to get out of the transfer portal with the, at the receiver position. He's size six foot three, 208, a uh, veteran type of type of guy. He's played in four right. career games, four seasons. He's not, he's not just like a true freshman that Nebraska was leaning on last year. Um, and leadership. If you talk to, uh, Jamal Banks, I, I implore everybody listening to this to go to inside Nebraska and check out my, um, Story on Jamal Banks, the guy is a leader. I mean, he speaks with um, power, I feel like, and I think it's gonna just going to be a really good thing for Nebraska's wideout room, Garrett McGuire, to have somebody like Jamal Banks, just an older guy, veteran dude who's been there, done that, um, come in and and show all, all the young, talented pieces in Nebraska's room, and there are plenty of them. Um, how to how to be a pro and I think that's uh, a really really good thing but Jay uh, what, are, what are your first thoughts on on Jamal Banks obviously he's got the size which uh, Nebraska's room badly badly needed the experience but what are all your right. overall thoughts before we get into his highlights
1: I mean like you said he checks all the boxes I think mm-hmm. you know uh, you know he's a Washington DC kid he's tough and mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm from around that area and his unbiased opinion he's a tough kid he knows what mm-hmm. it takes to compete um, you know, you, you said he speaks with power, he speaks with conviction and he plays mm-hmm. that way too. And so, um, I think it's a good, good addition. I think it's a great opportunity for him, um, you know, to come in here and, uh, be the guy or be, you know, one of the main guys, establish himself from a leadership standpoint. And, uh, when you watch him here and, you know, I always look at body language and what they look like when they break the huddle. And this is, you know, when, when, when you had a quarterback like Sam Hartman, you know, how he got to Notre Dame is you know, off of Jamal Banks being able to yeah. do the things he's doing. You see this right here, right? You like him to beat man coverage, right? Right. Good press coverage against a good Duke, uh, you know, Duke Blue Devils defense. That's one of the best in the nation.
0: It was the top Look of at the their, ACC and the country.
1: Right? A yeah. fluid uh, release. You like this right here. He you knows exactly where he's going. He's physical, right? And you like to see him win right here, right? Yeah. You're right. That's, that's probably a defensive pass interference, but what does he do? He wins strong when you talk about playing to your size right yeah he plays to at six three two oh eight two ten or whatever you, you know whatever you you know you know whatever he checks in at he plays that at. he doesn't play soft he doesn't play um finesse he's getting into it he likes it and you know what i like he knows how to run routes um in and through contact and even to where it's a defensive pass interference he's strong right there and he's long and uh good ball skills right here because it's hard for young receivers to come out of their break right here, even if they win, to track the ball. So this is a practice habit that he's done right here. And he eats up the cushion of the, the defensive back, gets him going, right? Thinks it's a sells it that is it's going downfield then or going down to the nine route. And then he's able to stop, right? look at that good base coming back, tracking the ball. Mm-hmm. And I like it even better, Steve, as you always say two hand hand catcher, yep. right there, big strong catches or a big strong catch. And he gives you a little bit of run after a catch. If you would have kept his balance, you would have probably tried yeah. to get a couple of yards mm-hmm. there.
0: For sure. And a lot of I did a little film research on Jamal. A lot of his uh, catches were just maybe underneath routes, stop routes, where he was able to use his his big frame against the smaller DBs. But there were times where he um, was was more of an explosive threat down the field. And I thought this one was a really good uh, route and throw by the quarterback. This was a third string quarterback that uh, he that had uh, was thrown to Jamal Banks uh, last season. But uh, he made this throw. And I, I just really like the separation that Jamal uh, really gets uh, right off the line of scrimmage. He beats his guy, um, and 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 you know it's against a, a pit defense that is um, traditionally pretty good. Um, maybe kind of a, a off year last season, but um, really good uh, route throw everything from here.
1: Well, this is right here. This is against what a, a coverage called two man, right? Okay. So it's man to man with cover two. You see the two high safeties right here. So he's playing uh, a press coverage inside, and you're 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 trying to make the quarterback make a pro type throw, yeah. but you got to win at the receiver position and you see he wins right away off the, off the line of scrimmage doesn't lose his leverage as far as getting too far off the numbers until he has to. And then he gives the, the enough uh, space for that quarterback to fit it in there between the corner and the safety, even though the coverage is thought to be to, to stop this type of route. So, you, you know, there's the, there's the, 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 the details is what's most important right here. Right? So we're look where he starts right here. A little bit inside the numbers, right? He knows mm-hmm. this guy has inside leverage, right? So you he know he's going to get a free outside release. A a, a rookie guy was going to go way outside. What do he do? Hug the numbers and get didn't get too far to the sideline because if you get too far to the sideline, it allows the safety to get a you know a step or two over there to p- potentially make a play on the ball or mm-hmm. a pass breakup. And I like it where he 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 doesn't lose his leverage. He gets back into the coverage, right? And then he has that nice little kind of. It wasn't even a push-off, but it's just a little hand fighting right there to create that last second at separation. And he's he's savvy enough to understand that just that little stab right there is going to slow down the corner, and then he's not going to impede his speed down the field. Watch this right there. See that right there? Yeah. That little stab. Nobody can see it, right? Stab Mm -hmm. right to the chest. It's a stiff arm.
0: It's sharp and quick.
1: Right. Stab him right here. Then he gets his hands back up. Look at the ball and the tracking skills. I always talk about this with high school kids, but he's obviously a college veteran. The ability to catch it right here. Look at that hands catcher into the bucket, good. And then he gets a couple yards after uh, the catch right there. Good look, man. um, This is what you want. And one thing about it is, for him to have be able to do these type of things, you know, in two different games, and we'll see another one with three Mm -hmm. different quarterbacks, lets you know that he is going to compete every day, and he's going to put a good product out there regardless of the quarterback. And that's obviously something uh, that Nebraska had this year. So where you know consistency is what they're looking for and productivity comes out the consistency.
0: Another popular route from Jamal Banks at Wake Forest during his career there, the slant. I mean, Correct. again, the big body, the big frame, uh, put that up against a smaller DB. He's got the advantage, and they did that quite often, especially with that slow mesh um, offense that Wake Forest likes to run. Um, but, yeah, a lot of his a lot of his uh, Jamal Banks' his routes, a lot of his catches came from uh, shorter underneath stuff just because he's a bigger guy. And this is another example of him gaining separation off a quick slant.
1: Well, what you want, uh, Steve, you got also got to realize, though, when you have three different quarterbacks, um, you're going to run a lot of slants underneath r- routes, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. you want a guy that can win right here, right? Eat up the leverage, cross the face. That's a great route right there. Watch mm-hmm. it. Watch how he comes off the ball right here, right? A little bit of off man, right? Eats this guy up right here. Doesn't give away his route right there. He eats it up, knows that he's going to try to get it, you know, stop him from going crossing his face. Foot in the ground, head mm-hmm. snap around, first down. To, that's even more important. Right, this is the type of win that you want when it's third and or second and eight. But just imagine if it's third and eight. He is yep. going to get the first down and then some. And yes, he has a big body. But when you have the rotation of quarterbacks, you have to run routes that were more safe throws. And so when you're able to win uh, effectively and efficiently, both in press and off man and different coverages that that are meant to stop him, because you got to think Jamal Banks is the number one receiver uh he's showing you a, a array yeah. of talent right here that's uh pretty appealing obviously to nebraska and, and many other schools uh that were recruiting him
0: and for this final highlight that we are going to break down i went back to the 2022 season and checked out his game his his effort against clemson uh mm-hmm. really good really good uh performance that was back when they had sam hartman and i really 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 liked this um route concept from from banks here he beats uh his corner number two i apologize i don't know who that is but he just wins right away and sam hartman throws him a good ball and again he goes up and high and uh gets this ball
1: well you look at it right off the get-go if you go right from the beginning um right here look at the knee bend and the ankle bend six three two ten let's say two ten look how yeah. look how efficient look at this look at this release right here right a little hezy for you basketball players right there stick mm-hmm. i'm gone right mm-hmm. and what do i say steve when they're even, he's leaving. he's leaving, and that's what and that's what he's doing right here. Watch how he hits him with the hesi, plants outside outside, gets back into the route. Look at this, right? Yeah. Doesn't run away from him. Look how he gets back into the defender. Not mm-hmm. only does he beat him now, when you get back into him, look, you force him to for a pass interference, right? So mm-hmm. you can't question the speed right here. Now he's at top speed. Goes goes for another swipe, and then what he does? He's big enough and strong enough to yep. track the ball and make that 50-50 catch. And it's actually pretty good coverage there by Davis because we just see him right there. He might, might be a little quote yeah. on Mr. Go 30. But yeah. Davis right there, Davis the second, I think he is. Yeah, it is. Um, he might <laughs> be the fourth. Um, you know, really pass interference twice, pass interfered on him twice. But look at Jamal Banks right here to win against uh, man-to-man coverage and gets a pretty good corner. And watch how he high points it here. And he has enough strength, right, Mm-hmm. to not get thrown off by those two attempts to to impede his progress down the field uh, against one of the better defenses in the nation. So you got to think, when you're playing against one of the top defenses in the nation, everybody on Clemson is on the NFL draft boards. Great 50-50 catch right there. Obviously a great throw, but even a better route. Look at this right here. Eats him up. Look how he gets back into him and then yeah. sells it and, and explodes explosive skinny post right there, mm-hmm. right? That's a, you know, a, a route that's really hard to... Uh, get you know get on sync with your quarterback mm-hmm. but then also hard uh route to beat sometimes when you're playing against press man so when you go back to this watch this great release right he knows he, he's got what the coverage that he wants so he lets, he lets you know he can read the coverage Ooh, the right explosion. there he gets back into him and then stabs it it sticks it and he's gone and so it's a really good route by him um even more impressed the more you watch it look how quick he is yeah. Eats it up i like it better right there how he gets back into the coverage so the guy can't stay mm-hmm. stay with him Mm-hmm. And so he's he, in, he's not selling the, the corner route. What he's doing is trying to widen out that uh number, that defensive back number two here in the middle of his route. When you watch this right about here. Right. You see that mm-hmm. he's creating a separation right there. So what he knows the ball is coming uh, between the numbers and the hash and look where he catches it right about on the hash. Right. And so. Just that little stab and that strength that he has to uh you know not get thrown off his route is what you think or what you want in a uh a receiver. Now look, he's in the transfer portal and he's looking for an opportunity. And for Nebraska, regardless regardless of whether it's you know, Dylan Raiola, Daniel Kalen, uh Heinrich Harburg, or anybody else that you know steps up in the quarterback room, they're providing assets and and players to where, you know, you're eliminating a little bit of the guesswork, right? You know you can throw. Um the slant route because he can win press coverage. You know mm-hmm. he can run a little bit of a bang eight, right? You know he can beat a cover two beater, right? So essentially what that's cover two man or two or you know, two man. And then you see him on a deep route. So he has deep speed. And and the thing is that people don't uh understand is they always try to like, oh, he's got to run a four three to be a deep threat. No, you gotta be able to run precise, good routes. And then mm-hmm. when you're sick a legit six three, um, mm-hmm. and he's in, you know, I know he I don't know if he doesn't want to be so tall to six four. He's pushing 6'4", and the reason why I, I, I'm talking about the height when you're a legit 6'3", mm-hmm. you know, 6'3 half, 6'4", whatever, he, you know, he's a legit 6'3", and he has long arms, the speed factor of having to run a 4'3", is eliminated because he's probably about a 4'5", uh, high 4'4". Four, four. So when it comes to 50-50 balls and he's explosive and strong and he plays big, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah that he can go up and make those catches and he can create separation, not only by his size and speed, but his route running. That last route that you saw against Clemson was a really good route because he knew that he was on based on his pre-snap read, right? So you're going to see man-to-man coverage, no matter what conference you're playing in. And then he was able to win. And then obviously provided, you know, the continuity with the quarterback knew that that ball was going to be hugging the, the, uh, the, the, the hash there. So in order to do that, even against press coverage, he had to stick it into that defensive back, create separation, and then go get the ball. That's what you want, 50-50 ball, competitive. And so when you're thinking about the different times this year where the inexperience of some of our receivers, which they, you know, they're, they, you know, a year prior, they were in high school. So yep. you got a guy here that knows how to win and win in money time, along with some of the other guys that they brought in that in the room. I think it's a good getting. I'm sure uh, Garrett McGuire has to be, Super excited. He has somebody he can lean on uh, from a productivity standpoint, uh, two guys. And he also from the quarterback room, whether it's Marcus Satterfield or whoever is coaching the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, they should they should uh feel you know excited as well.
0: So Jay, in your uh experiences, when you when you were a young linebacker back in the day and a veteran came in, what well, how important was the older guys in your room when you were like a, a just a like you said, a fresh out of right, high school yeah. guy just trying to learn college football.
1: Well, I mean, it's huge on me. I mean, it, you know, if you go in my story or whatever, is you know, Troy Dumas and, and Clint Brown, they showed me everything, not only by them, you know, physically, you know, kind of helping me learn the defense and and, yeah. and learn how to play or, you know, teaching me how to play, you know, play at the college level. But I was able able to emulate their work habits, you know, mm-hmm. how they were in meetings, how intentive you know, they were in meetings. How invested they were, the extra work they did, the way they communicated, the way they carried themselves, the way they prepared, and then more importantly, uh, the two last is how they competed and what type of teammates they were. So that's nine things that I learned from them uh, just by their presence as a young guy, and I felt like that formed my habits and hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, my my, the way I played, and then I was able hopefully to pass it along. So you thought when you talk about um, leaving a legacy or um, you know creating continuity. You know, it starts potentially and hopefully with, you know, Jamal Banks, Isaiah Isaiah Knight, and those guys, mm-hmm. even the guys that played last year, Malachi Coleman, Doss, Lloyd, all those guys coming together and creating a standard of excellence in that wide receiver room. And you don't have to be there four years to do it. Jamal Banks knows what it takes to work, and yep. so does Isaiah. Come in, you know, they both come in from, you know, big-time programs, especially Isaiah, you know, in the college football playoffs. So the habits that he learned – you know, at the wide, wide receiver room in Texas, along with Jamal Banks playing with the likes of Sam Hartman and mm-hmm. then battling through, you know, uh rotation of quarterbacks this year, Yeah, bring those habits here, influence that um, wide receiver room. And then as they hopefully move on to the next level, they're able to look back and see, you know, the guys that I just mentioned and then some all, you know, taking it even further. And so uh, it's not just the productive on the product or productivity on the field with Jamal Banks it's the leadership, the toughness, and the mindset and that's can change with just one or two guys and and obviously like i said gary mcguire and the whole husker staff should be excited
0: absolutely awesome stuff from jay Foreman once again so um jay that was fun let's do it again next week with uh you yeah, know maybe maybe as a and a or the former wyoming yeah. cowboy texas long yeah, yeah, man. man they I,
1: I get it matt ruin those guys keep us busy so it's all good yeah. man and uh I think it's a you know look. They, I think they the way that they've attacked the portal and they and their roster is showing that you know that uh, they've learned and then you know they only can get better.
0: Awesome stuff. All right, for Jay Foreman, my name is Steve Mark, and that was a black shirt breakdown, Jamal Banks edition. We'll catch y'all later.